Welcome to the Joyful Miles Podcast, the podcast that's all about inspiring you to enjoy life one mile at a time. I'm your host, Rob, and the girls aren't here this week. So joining me this week is our friend, Chris Savio, who was on a little while ago to talk about his experience running a Ragnar race. And if you go back to episode one, he talked about his experience running the Chicago Marathon last year. So we brought him back because he just ran the Marine Corps Marathon. Uh, and I don't think it's a race that a lot of people know about, or there's not a lot of pub about. So uh, kind of interested as to how that went, Chris. And first of all, how are you feeling? I'm doing great, Rob. Thanks for having me back on. Always, always fun. Um, but yeah, yeah, doing good. A few weeks, a uh, week and a half since the a week now. I guess only a week since yeah, the run, but feeling good. Yeah. Cool. So, what um, attracted you to the Marine Corps Marathon? Is this a race you've always wanted to do? Like, what made you say that this was a, a marathon you wanted to do this year? Um, yeah, so I originally, uh, I like the fall run. So like you said, I was on back, uh, for the Chicago marathon last year. Um, and having not kind of hit my, my goal kind of achievement that I wanted for, for that race, uh, kind of hit reset and was like, okay, let me see if I can find another, you know, fall marathon. Uh, tried to get into to New York, but unlike yourself, I was not, mm. not lucky enough. <laughs> um, and I like kind of the, the, the bigger races. So looking around kind of at at that time, uh, I knew of a few people that had done Marine Corps. One of my uh, colleagues, um, he, he said that he enjoyed it. It was a great crowd, uh, good, uh, good kind of after gathering, good motivation. It's a, a fairly flat course too, so that's that's what it attracted to me. Nice, and uh, so it's not just a marathon either, right? Because uh, Kim, there's a 10k too, right? Yep, yep. There is uh, there's 10k and the and the full marathon that go off the exact same time. Uh, the 10k just starts on the national mall so it does um around uh it's a little different than the end of the course but they do finish at the same spot so it does um where the marathon is it's at around mile 18 is where they start and then they cut off a little bit near the end so um as an aside on that uh, my wife so my wife did did run that while i was doing the, the full uh she did not enjoy it um, most of the races on, uh, yeah, most of the races on kind of, except for the first mile and a quarter, the rest is on either a, uh, highway overpass or by, by the Pentagon, which is completely kind of a ghost town. Right. Um, so yeah, so four, four of the six miles are, are pretty boring. Um, so she would not encourage anyone to, to do that. Yeah, so that's interesting because we hadn't said that the race is held in, in Washington D.C. and it's 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 interesting because D.C. is one of those areas that it, it, there's a lot of great areas to run uh, in D.C. and even just walking. Uh, so it's interesting that they'd have a 10k kind of come off. You think that's because of the way the course, the marathon goes, just to try to spread people out? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's just you know they they used basically the roads that were already closed and the last the last six of the marathon a few of them are through kind of a, a cool neighborhood or st and, and such but i think they want to give them the opportunity to at least run on the national mall so pass some of the monuments there and if they do that uh they needed to cut off the actual enjoyable parts of the marathon which were like miles 22 to 24 where there's a big crowd so they essentially eliminated those two miles um and then the rest uh you know we'll get into the last two of the marathon are, are pretty much ghost towns too so unfortunately uh, the, the 10K kind of gets kind of the, the not so not so fun portions. Yeah. So uh, and and how did the race kick off? Do you all start together, or is it separate starts? Or uh, yeah. So uh, the the marathon starts over um, in right right past uh, the well, actually right next to kind of the Pentagon um, in Arlington, and it uh, it goes off from there at 7:55 as a start, and the 10K starts at the same exact time but just uh, in the national mall by the capitol building so a few miles away um so so those were able to to get off the course before the lead runners um would catch up to them essentially but, but my guess is from the lead runner who did it in like 215 or 220 probably wasn't far behind the the last 10k yeah. person <laughs> oh my <laughs> uh how big is this marathon do you know roughly how many people run this one yeah i mean i think um i think it was close to thirty thousand people so it's one of the i think it's the third or fourth largest marathon in the united in north america uh so i think it's new york chicago and this might be uh might be third i think 
Um, yeah, because I think, what, New York's around 50,000 I think it was about so. 50. I remember you saying, I think Chicago was around 40 so, or so, right? So exactly, yeah. Right. Yep, yep. So, so how many, uh, was there a corral system? Um, so it's all self, self-seeding. Um, you, uh, so the bibs are just generated um, by, uh, I think it's pretty random, to be honest, how the bibs are generated. So you just go in um, and, and put yourself in whatever corral you're, you're supposed to be. Um, so I think it would be similar to the majority of, of general kind of local races and such. Um, and they have, have you know, the, the first few corrals, uh, you know, 15-minute paces apart, and then it goes kind of 30 minutes after, like, a four-hour four mark. Um, and then they also have kind of the, the, the wheelchair uh, runners that go up a little beforehand, and then the elite runners obviously have their own kind of corral up front. So, um, you know, unfortunately, it would be nice if they did something kind of like Disney where there was some kind of proof of time because, you know, it, it, the first few miles were pretty pretty crowded and you could tell there was a lot of people that um, completely intended on walking and just wanted to get out in front um, which you know it, it is what it is you deal with it for the first you know mile or two uh, and then you kind of get yourself in your groove so hmm. okay. um, so how are you feeling going into it because I know you've been training pretty hardcore this year so <laughs> uh, yeah so after after my my uh, failed sub four attempt at, at Chicago um, my, uh, I guess, uh, fairly determined self was, was, uh, was determined to do this. And actually I worked with a running coach, um, for this that my, my wife had kind of pointed me to, um, and she was great. She made a really good kind of structured plan that if for anything, you know, what I think I fell short on last year when I was doing this was that I did my long runs well, I did some of the speed, speed work well, but it was kind of those midweek somewhat longer runs and, and just general kind of recovery runs that I wasn't great with. Um, and so I think that that in the long run kind of hurt me. So this kind of uh, working with, with someone that was, you know, mixed up different types of training. So anything from hills to fartleks to track work to just tempo runs, um, you know, it was kept, kept something different and a different type of run and kind of held me accountable. Um, so that really helped as far as the training. I could I could definitely tell, I mean, over – it was a kind of a 20-week plan I was doing, and it was averaging, you know, anywhere between 30 and 45 miles a week as, as it kind of progressed. So um, it was a lot, five days a week, uh, some core work uh, a few days a week as well uh, to keep that in mind. And so, so but it pay, paid off in the end. So that's always always good. So so going into it, I was I was pretty pretty confident I would I would get below four. The question was just how how far below four I'd be able to do. How were the conditions that day? Because this has been a pretty warm October. It's it's not what you would think of yeah. like a fall race. I, I think it was kind of warm on, on that day too, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it wasn't wasn't ideal. Um, it was it was nice right at the start, not too humid, uh, low sixties ish, uh, but it got up there pretty quick. So the last six miles or so it was between seventy one and seventy three. So it got it got pretty hot, pretty hot pretty fast. I mean, you definitely saw. Um, some people not, you know, they were, they were hanging in there. Um, but it was, it was definitely taking its toll on people. I actually had, uh, one of my coworkers with her friend ran, um, and at mile 22, which is, there's a, a bridge that you run over to come back from DC into Virginia. Uh, I guess she just, she had to stop and went to the medic and actually had to be put into an ice bath because she was overheating so bad. Wow. So yeah, it was, uh. It was not not ideal conditions for the end, but um, you know it is what it is, and you kind of just you know you adjust and you you push through, um, and uh, you know you still you still enjoy it. Yeah. So um, did that change? Did the weather conditions change? Like like anything you brought with you? Like so, what did what do you usually pack with you for a race of this magnitude? Um, so it did change. Not necessarily what I brought with me. So. Um, what was my downfall previously was kind of cramping up and that was probably a combination of, of maybe, you know, salt or dehydration and, and, and maybe just poor training at points. Um, but I wasn't going, I was determined to not cramp up in this race. So I brought a bunch of the, the salt capsules, um, which I wouldn't typically, uh, do, but I had four of those. Um, I also brought some, uh, pickle juice with me, um, which was going to be my kind of, uh, breaking case of emergency type thing. Cause I really didn't want to drink it but that stuff if anyone's ever like cramped up or had anything i highly recommend uh pickle juice it, it, it's amazing how quickly that it works actually to, to kind of get rid of cramps within a short period of time 
Um, so I had that with me. Didn't have to use it, luckily. How did you carry um, it with you? <laughs> um, so I had like Imagine a little, running like, with like a jar of pickles, like. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I just had uh, one of those big tubs, uh, just mainline it into an IV. No. <laughs> I uh, I had like a little kind of two and a half ounce, you know, little carry-on type toiletry thing, and I had it in my back pocket. So not only would it have been pickle juice, it would have been warm pickle juice. <laughs> I was not <laughs> looking forward to that. <laughs> Yum. Uh, but um, aside from that, as far as kind of um, taking on nourishment throughout the race, I mean, I, I, uh, I'm a fan of the, um, the sports beans, like the Jelly Belly sports beans. So I had four, four packs of those, uh, tried to take, you know, about 100 calories an hour, um, give or take. And then I uh, was very good about taking almost double fluids at every water stop. So I did the, the G2 they had out. And water, and then sometimes maybe another cup of water too, uh, just to, to keep myself hydrated, which I which I think helped a, a good amount. Do you, uh, did you carry any water on you, or did you just rely solely on the water stops? Um, I didn't carry anything on me. I just uh, I relied on the, the water stops. I had been running, but I think with a similar pack that, that you have, right. um, one of the, the Nathan's ones, um, and it was actually great training with that because you're being lugged down by you know this like liter, liter and a half of water on long runs. Mm -hmm. So when you finally take it off, it's glorious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you really you, you shaved a few pounds off yourself. Um, so I just relied on on the water stops, and they were they were really the, the water stops were great. I mean, had, you know they were manned by Marines at a lot of them, so there oh, was nice. a pretty well well uh, well organized uh, setup that they have going there. I will say. And do you run with a belt, or did you just have stuff stuffed in your pockets? Uh, no, so I have a flip belt. So I kind of had uh, my phone in there, and then um, uh, kind of the beans kind of just separated all around the rest of me. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, so let's get to the actual race. So yeah. you said it starts at the Pentagon. Yep. Uh, which, again, if you're not familiar with DC, there's not a lot over there. Uh, <laughs> no. it's, kind of a, it's kind of one of those <laughs> off-the-beaten-path things that, you know, if you want to go see it, there's really nothing there. Um, so kind of take us through, uh, so you said you started at uh, 8 o'clock? Yep, so it was uh, uh, supposed to be 7.55, there was delay for, for some reason, so I think we got off at 8.05. Um, like you said, right outside the Pentagon, uh, getting there was pretty easy. It's uh, a horde of people will take the train, um, and it's about a mile-ish walk to the uh, Runner's Village area before the race, and then it's about you know a half a mile, three quarters of a mile to get to the, the corrals. How um, security? Um, high security, so they have like bad checks, uh, again, manned by uh, Marines. Um, uh, a lot of Pentagon and, uh, police uh, all over the place with large, uh, large artillery uh, on themselves. So uh, I would definitely say probably the safest race that, I, <laughs> that I've ever run at. Mm -hmm. um, uh, really well organized. I mean, the, it seems that the, uh, you know, the, the porta potty situation um, was pretty good. The lines didn't look too terrible. I didn't. I didn't use any of those. So the uh, bag trip was great. So they basically had uh, one uh, UPS truck is where you drop them off at. But they had one for every, I want to say, thousand runners. So oh, just wow. by your first two numbers on your bib. So mine was like 27 something. Um, and so I went to just truck 27. And then at the end of the race, you go back to that truck and you get it. So it was actually nice. Um, really kind of easy to do and easy to get to so it's not that kind of you know last name lettering or sometimes there's more names here or there so you know where you get stuck with my last names with an s so that's always a lot of people that go to the s uh, <laughs> uh so that was great and then the uh yeah so the race itself um it i will say uh you know disney races are pretty cool how they start this one was a little bit cooler they had uh five skydivers um come down um uh, so former uh, Navy SEALs, uh, they make up this, this group of skydivers, so they were doing like tricks in the air, uh, and then two of them at the end actually fly down with a giant American flag tethered between them, and they kind of like, their landing uh, spot or zone is right next to the start area, so they come flying down right next to you, which was pretty awesome. Pretty inspirational, huh? Yeah, that was pretty cool, and then they had a few of the, uh, um, oh gosh, what are those things? Uh, I forgot the... the, the helicopter airplanes the ones that could kind of take off straight up in the air and then uh, like the rudders kind of tilt up and fly there's probably someone listening to this and knows what the heck those are called ospreys sure maybe yeah maybe uh, <laughs> <laughs> they had two of those uh also fly over twice um at the beginning too so those are like the marine transports and stuff so that was awesome to see 
Um, and then to set off at the beginning, they shoot a howitzer uh, cannon off oh to, to start the race, which is pretty uh, pretty cool. It's a little cooler than a horn, huh? It is, it is. Um, no fireworks, but uh, but that's okay. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so like I said, 30,000 people, um, everyone going off at the same time. So it was the, the first roads, they're fairly wide. You run through this town called Roslyn um, in Virginia, uh, which is right over uh, across from Georgetown. Um, and it, it, it was through kind of a urban-esque area down there in the downtown Roslyn place. And it was, like I said, it was fairly wide, which was nice to kind of at least let you uh, kind of get moving. Um, so that was good. Uh, you know, got stuck behind a few people, but was able to, 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 to kind of bob myself a little bit. I was very conscious about not um, bobbing and weaving that much. I really did not want my, my Garmin to have too much extra miles at the end. I was very conscious about running the tangents, um, as they say. Um, so that actually, I think, really helped me in, in the end as well, but that's an aside. So the first two miles of this race are actually, they're fairly uphill, um, and that's basically all the hills you're really going to run into. So I will gladly uh, take the first two, two and a half miles uphill, and especially because it's a little crowded, right? So that, that, that was fine. Um, and then you kind of get out of Roslyn, and you go into Georgetown. It's all kind of downhill. So I started up kind of pacing um, myself. Like I think the first two and a half um, miles, I, I probably was out at like a 9.20 pace or so, um, which I was okay with. And then the downhill part, I kind of, I think I, you know, at the same effort, maybe flew down that hill at like, you know, an 8.40 or something. So I kind of got back to my nine-minute pace, which I was trying to hold. Um, so, yeah, that, that was kind of nice. And then you go over into into Georgetown and kind of run along uh, the, the water. Um, it's kind of like an out and back kind of towards the Georgetown Zoo. Good crowds there. Uh, saw what I think is probably now one of the cooler, um, I guess you could call it a sign, uh, on the side of the road. So there was actually two people dressed up, and one of them kind of had, um, you know, that uh, from Mario Brothers, the power-up kind of oh, sign yeah, yeah, yeah. that people have. But the person next to her had one of those big clouds on from Mario Brothers, and they had the music playing. And she kind of had a uh, like a little uh, like fishing pole hanging out for people to hit like the cloud to get their power, which was kind of cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So so that was cool. So that you kind of go out uh, out and back um, into Georgetown, um, and uh, Georgetown was a, a great area. Lots of kind of crowds on the yeah, street there. Georgetown. Yeah. So that's a, a cool little place. Luckily, we didn't have to do any of the hills um, through Georgetown. I know that can be um, Yeah. <laughs> Narrow. Um, too. Yes, exactly. So um, and so by that part, it really kind of had had spread out. For having that many people, um, it really didn't feel that crowded. By like mile six or so, it was you know most of the people that I was running with at that point were uh, around a similar pace. You know, maybe within ten seconds. So not not uh, not necessitating too much kind of weaving around people or anything, which was great. Nice. Um, you had said that, uh, and this is something I think this is a good tip for runners, you said that bobbing and weaving, that can screw up your Garmin. Because a lot of us rely on Garmin's for accuracy when it comes to um, you know, mm -hmm. facing ourselves or knowing where we are. Um, can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So, so two things um, which I didn't know about, and I will find out the exact setting. Um, so there's a way in, in your Garmin that, one, I would recommend if you're running like a half marathon or marathon to shut off your auto laps. Um, so usually most people kind of have a, you know, every mile or so they'll have the thing kind of do an auto, auto lap for them. So it's keeping distance, but your distance is never going to be the same as the race. So if you shut that off and just hit your laps yourself, every time you pass the mile markers, you'll know actually how fast you ran that mile, um, which is a lot better um, than just, just trying to do the math in your head. Um, and then the other one is there's actually a setting, um, in the garments to collect more data. So it'll actually collect locations every second. Um, instead of, there's some other algorithm that it, it collects like a point to point, so it's not terribly accurate. Um, but if you change it, the reason that it's not the default setting, like that I'll, I'll find out what it is and maybe put, put some in the, the notes. But um, what it does is it collects a larger amount of data, so it is more accurate for the most part. Um, but I would recommend if you're gonna use that setting to delete the other information that you have in your in your garment because it does store a lot more and the last thing you want is kind of as you're running so all of a sudden your your garments will run out of memory right. i don't know what the, the memory that it holds um 
So those would be my two recommendations. As you said, if you're kind of bobbing behind people, I mean, you know, you do that 10 or 15 times, you know, you're still kind of darting out and you're wasting a lot of energy going fast, slow, um, you know, and it's, it's extra steps and you get these people, you get to the end of a half marathon, you're like, I ran 13.8 or for a marathon, you're like, I ran almost 27, you know, and it's, it's not the, the course directors, um, you know, the race directors fault, you know, they, they measure the shortest possible distance. Um, some races have lines on the road where you can follow. Like I know Chicago has that. Some of the majors have that where you can follow, and that's what they've measured. Um, but really, that's the whole idea of kind of running what they call kind of running those tangents. So if you are coming into a turn, right, you want to hug the turn and not go wide. And then if you're coming out onto a road, you know, there's, you know you're coming off a right turn and you're going to make a left, most of the people kind of automatically dart to the left side of the road. Instead, you want to run kind of a straight line from that one corner to the other, so you're almost kind of going across the road, so it's kind of counterintuitive. But, um, you know, it, it definitely helps. I mean, for this one, my Garmin, when I got to the end, said 26.4 something. Wow. So I, I barely <laughs> ran much more. Yeah, so, um, and it kind of helps you, again, anything that can take your mind off stuff while you're running is always, always nice. <laughs> now, do you run with earbuds? I do. Um, yep. So I have a, a pair of like wireless uh, Jaybird headphones. Um, I had them on fairly low um, during some portions where there's kind of less crowds, and I'll kind of turn them up a little bit. Um, but I like it, it's kind of just there in the background for the so, most part. So other than the Joyful Miles podcast, what are you listening to? <laughs> um, so I, I that's it. Uh, so I, in my training runs, I run to podcasts all the time uh, for races, just because I know I'm really not going to be paying attention. I'm going to kind of put. Um, music. So I, I keep it fairly upbeat stuff. I'm a, a big Foo Fighters junkie, um, so that was on there. I'm also a big uh, Bruce uh, junkie, so I had a bunch of Bruce on there. Um, I've also been oddly obsessed with the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. Yes, I, you're talking <laughs> my language here. <laughs> <laughs> that soundtrack was fantastic, so I actually saved um, some of those songs like for the end, because they're actually a, songs have really good cadence to them. Like Mr. Blue Sky, and oh, yeah. Randy, a bunch of them. Like they're, they're pretty up tempo, so I kind of saved those for the end and had like 20 minutes of those and press play uh, towards those. So that was for the most part. Then a, you know a bunch of um, really, I think a lot of the other stuff was kind of 90s rock, <laughs> some Nirvana, some Nirvana, some STP stuff like that. <laughs> nice, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so you get yeah. back to the race. Um, so okay. you get through Georgetown, uh, and then when do you end up? Uh, yeah, so the, the next part, it kind of takes you out. If anyone, if you've been down to, to D.C., um, you'll know that the, the whole west side of it kind of runs there's kind of along the water. Um, and you'll pass by Lincoln Memorial, and then you kind of go out past the, the MLK um, Memorial and this kind of long path out along the water. And then you kind of almost double back past, I think that's the Jefferson Memorial. Yeah, um, yeah so, so basically what happens is you run that whole path all the way out and then kind of come back in towards the National Mall. Um, and so that takes you, so the halfway point, the 13.1 is right at kind of the bottom tip of that peninsula that darts out before you come in. And the coolest part of this race that I, I thought I, I was in, interested in, um, I, I didn't know exactly how I was going to feel during it. So right at around uh, mile, um, I think it's like 11.5 to 12.5 or so, they call it the Blue Mile. Um, and what it is is essentially a, for this whole mile, just uh, along both sides, there's just pictures um, and signs of fallen Marines. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. So, so every like, I forgot how many it is. It's a couple hundred. I mean, it's six, seven hundred, maybe more. Or I don't want to misspeak. It could be even more than that. Um, but it is a very sombering um, experience. You know, got a little, little dusty there. There, I mean, it has you know the person, their their name, their their age, you know, their the uh, when they were killed, um, and uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 definitely something, and you know, you kind of at that point, you know, just you know, talking about running with music, I really just kind of lowered my music down, and it, it's it's eerily silent. All you kind of hear is just kind of the footsteps on the ground. No one's really saying anything or stuff, and um, and you get kind of towards the end of it though, and what was you know, kind of picks you back up and gets into it. They basically they had a lot of family members of these fallen soldiers and um, uh, other Marines that were friends with them uh, all lining the course. They had flags up and kind of holding them over the middle of the course. And so that was kind of amazing. Um, they were all kind of cheering everyone on. So it was it was a, a, an emotional roller coaster of a, a mile, a mile and a half. But again, you know, it's a mile where you're really just kind of looking down and reading this and 
and and just reflecting and thinking and stuff. So it's um, it was it was pretty amazing. Actually. It's kind of kind of hard if you're running for time to not just like slow down and like get kind of caught up in that, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was um, yeah. It, it's because on the one hand, you want to try to beat your time from last year. You want to really set a PR here, but then you're, you're you want to honor all these people that have. Yeah, kind of yeah, and 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 the thing where the the points where it really kind of sinks in a little, and makes it almost more human uh, or personal, I guess, is you definitely you you saw people along the way that were runners that saw the person that they were either running for or that they knew or something stopping and kind of taking pictures with those signs. So it kind of it, it puts it in perspective. It's 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 definitely you know it's it's. It's it's something else I will say and 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 I was you know honored to kind of feel that and then see all that and, and stuff and it, it just puts everything in perspective. At that point, you're kind of like, you know, I'm lucky enough to be getting to run this race. Who gives a shit? <laughs> right. If I'm running, you know, a PR or whatever. So, um, but yeah, so so you get through that and you you, you hit the loop for 13.1. Um, the next mile and a half or so uh, to two miles, not a ton of people on the course. Um, just because of that type of location, um, it's kind of hard to get to unless you're going to hoof it all the way down. But then you get into, it's right around mile, I don't know, maybe 16 or so, where you get kind of close to um, the monuments and stuff in the National Mall. And I mean, the crowds there were just amazing. So for the next, you know, from mile 16 to probably, you know, mile 20, just people lining everywhere. So as you kind of go around um, in front of the, the Link Memorial, uh, past the Washington Monument, um, and then past kind of the Smithsonian to loop around at the Capitol Building and come back past the other Smithsonians on the other side. I mean, there's people everywhere. And that was that was pretty awesome. I mean, you really kind of get you know pumped up at that point. Um, I wish I remembered it more. I feel like after mile 18, I started to kind of just black out. <laughs> right. That's usually what happens on these. <laughs> That's usually my point. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, uh, but that that was actually was really great. I mean, it does give you a lot of energy, a lot of cheering. Uh, I saw some cool signs and stuff. Um, my legs were starting to get a little heavier at that point, so it was nice to kind of pay a little more attention. And my my plan that I had kind of all along was like I really wanted to keep within, you know, plus or minus ten seconds of a nine minute uh, mile for the first twenty, and then the last six. I was like, okay, I'll try and push it the last six to to eat up more more time. Obviously, the weather didn't agree, so that wasn't <laughs> wasn't the best. Um, but uh, but going through there, I mean, I got through uh, the halfway point at like 156 and change, so I was kind of well on my way. Um, and then uh, you know, lost a few seconds here, here or there um, in that that lead up. And then and then what happens? You really have to kind of psych yourself up mentally. So most people, like I had read a little bit before, kind of coming into it around the course and stuff. And most people say that miles um, like 20 and a half to 22 is by far the worst. And these people did not lie. Wow. So so you get you get out of the, the National Mall, the monuments, all these great crowds and everything like that. Um, and then you essentially go onto an on-ramp into an HOV lane and run over a mile-long bridge uh, back into Virginia. <laughs> um, in, in the blazing sunlight right on the hot pavement, and this is kind of, you know, at this point it was around... I guess 11 o'clock in the morning, um, you know, this 70 plus degree weather. And that, that definitely was where, you know, you, you just have to start, I don't know, thinking you, you start, you start kind of questioning yourself this is when you kind of start to talking to yourself because there's no one else really around you cheering you on. So you just kind of see the other runners. Um, I myself just started thinking about, you know, I was like, okay, I only have six miles left. You know, my recovery runs were only four miles. This is only two more. You know, stuff like that. You start doing these little mind, mind games with yourself. I can do a 10K. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, so I tried to, to pick up the pace, like, as my plan uh, was trying to allow it. And I think my, actually, mile 21 may have been my fastest mile. Um, but but uh, for good or for bad after that, I, I started paying for it. Um, and so you, you kind of get off there, you hit mile uh, 22 through 24 through this area called Crystal City, which is kind of right next to uh, Reagan Airport, right before the Pentagon. Um, Virginia and the crowd's there. I actually wish that I could remember more of it um, and was in kind of a better place just because the, the crowds were awesome. There were people out with, um, uh, you know, giving out tons of different types of foods and, 
you know, your orange slices and, you know, whatever you really need. If you like jello shots, it's shots of fireball if that's your thing. Um, <laughs> um, that's what I want Nat, in 24. Exactly. <laughs> Natty Lights, some MGH, MGD, you know, so uh, um, it was uh, it, it was actually great. It's a really cool crowd because it's really easy from that point to if you wanted to then meet up with your runner, you just hop on the train one stop and you can actually get to the finish village. So oh, I think nice. a lot of people go there, see their runner, and then, you know, they'll have plenty of time because then they'll have, you know, around three miles left of running plus the long, you know, exit chute to, to meet up with them at the finish area. Um, so the crowds there were fantastic. I will agree with that. Um, and then you get to mile 24, and again, you've left here, and now you're just running back towards the Pentagon, and you run past where the, the uh, where you walked in the morning. So for good or for bad, you know how long of a walk it was to the start area, and then you know how far the finish is from the start area. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I was cruising still at this point. I was good. I got to like mile 24 and I had, uh, I think it was around 3, I want to say 3.38 maybe, give or take. Um, uh, so I was like, you know, you know I'm, I'm going at a nine-minute clip. Actually, it might have been 3.35. I, I was kind of cruising, so I was like, oh, this is great hanging in there, you know, just kind of sucking it in two, you know, counting down minutes. Um, I passed the 25-mile marker, and I'm pretty sure my body thought that I was only running 25 miles instead of 26. <laughs> <laughs> um, someone, someone forgot to, to tell my, my body that. Um, but my, uh, my left um, hamstring just kind of, like, grabbed up, you know, kind of almost felt like someone kind of pinched it from behind. Um, so almost kind of tumbled forward, like feeling that pain, started cursing again. I was like, oh, shit, this is Chicago all over again. I'm like, I'm at 25. I'm looking at my watch. It said like 345 or so. I'm like, okay, I got 15 minutes to go a little over a mile. I should be able to do this. Um, so I tried to revert to kind of a run-walk uh, uh, approach again. Um, so walked for, for about a minute and then kind of, um, you know, kicked into high gear. I was trying to like sprint at like, you know, eight-minute paces or something like that for a minute. Um and got to like 25 and a half and then uh, kind of saw the, the crowds kind of coming up ahead and stuff. And so just hunker down and, and push through that. You know, you make the turn, then um, you pass the 26-mile marker. And then as any cruel race director um, would like to do, they decide to put a uh, very lovely, you know, 60-foot elevation gain over, you know, 100 yards. <laughs> yeah. um, and so you kind of go right uphill. But it actually what it does is it signifies, because um, you're going to the Iwo Jima Memorial, so the, oh, okay. the Marine Corps Memorial. So it signifies kind of that hill for Iwo Jima. So that's what everyone kind of associates it to, run, the run-up to the finish. So it's, it's symbolic. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Cruel as hell, but Cruel very symbolic. Cruel as hell, but very symbolic. <laughs> Um, yeah, so you kind of make that turn and jot up. I mean, the crowds there at the finish are great. I mean, the stands are kind of open areas for anyone to go and watch. So everyone's kind of uh, cheering around there and then um, cruise through the finish line and, and, and almost uh, buckled over. But <laughs> that that was about it. And then I was done. I was like, thank the Lord this thing is finished. Mm -hmm. So you didn't bust open the pickle juice? I, I didn't. I was like, you know what? There's, there's this mile left. I'm not going to make myself throw up on the side of the road for a mile. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was weighing the, the risk reward of it. I was like, even if I have to just drag my leg, uh, I could probably do that in 15 minutes. If I stop to start puking, I don't know what that could do to me. <laughs> so what was the final time? Uh, 3.55.45. So you got your so sub four. I got and my what, sub four. And what was your time in Chicago last year? Uh, 4.09.58. So almost 15 <laughs> seconds off of that last year. Yeah, the fifth. Uh, yeah, 14 and a half minutes. Yeah, something like that. So oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, 15 minutes. That's that's pretty yeah. substantial. Yeah, it's uh, uh it was uh, almost 46. So I ran like a 8:59 pace, give or take, 8:59 to nine minutes, depending how you round. So I think the the 409 was like a 9:40-ish pace. So 40 seconds uh, a mile, um, and it was all obviously on the the second half in Chicago, because I, I came through almost the halfway point. At a, it was like a minute difference this year to, to last year, um, but it was just being able to kind of sustain through. And, and to be honest, I mean, I felt, yeah, my legs were starting to drag a little, but I think that's just kind of natural. Yeah. Um, you know, but for the most part, it felt great. And where, where I realized, you know, go figure, training for stuff actually helps. Um, <laughs> I, uh, 
Yeah, pixie, pixie dust apparently does not just get you through everything. Um, where I felt it more was actually after the race. Like I, you know, I was sore and stuff for a little bit, but I recovered a lot quicker than I did, you know, in any other race that I've done. Um, you know, by by that night I was walking around pretty much fine. The next day I really wasn't that stiff at all. Um, you know, I was actually out and about. My wife dragged me onto some doing some bike bicycle sightseeing around uh, DC the next day. So uh, yeah, it was a good good recovery, I guess. Yeah. Right, it keeps keeps you loose. <laughs> so um, I mean, that's a really consistent pace. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I went out. Uh, yeah, I mean, my my paces it was like eight fifty nine. Like they give you like the ten k splits was like eight fifty nine. Then it went to eight fifty eight. Then back to eight fifty nine. Then I finished at nine. So I, I held it pretty close, which I was pretty pretty excited about. So. Um, but, so, yeah. so to go back to your story for last year. I remember. I think it was around mile seventeen. You started having problems. Yeah, so 17, I wasn't feeling great. Um, pushed a little bit, and then was like, I hit the wall at 20. My right leg kind of just completely cramped up, and so it was six miles of walk, run, or hobble, run, or hobble, hobble. I don't, I don't yeah, know how. So it going going it. through training this year, I mean, anybody who's ever trained for a marathon knows that you hit that wall, right? Like, there's a certain mm-hmm. distance that it's just you know it's it's going to be brutal when you get to it. Now, did you yep. find that with your training this year that you were still having that or like was it getting pushed back or um yeah i mean i really didn't feel like at 18 you know my legs started feeling a little heavier but you know i think for the most part my legs didn't really start to to get angry at me um until mile 22 maybe 22 and a half um and that's when it really just a, kind of a game of like a you know the the mental game of you know I don't want to stop you know and you really think about you know those those runs that were harder than than you know when those hot runs in the middle of the summer right when you're kind of just pushing through um, you know those runs that you're uh, you know you're like you know I'm not gonna get through this I gotta walk a little and you're like if you think back on those and go Jesus I did that so many times. All I have to do is three more miles for this, right? I'm not going to. Um, those, you know, you, you think of you from the past and say, you know, I don't want to let myself in the past say that that training was for nothing. So, right. and that's a great, that's some great advice because, like, I mean, I think we all get discouraged sometimes with those types of runs, right? Like they're just they're not good or they're just miserable conditions. But those really do make you stronger because if you yep. can go back to those, anything else you do is easy. Exactly. Exactly. So you know those 90 degree you know 14 mile runs <laughs> when you're kicking yourself um you know you think about those and you're like you know there's only three miles left or there's only six miles left or or whatever it is when you're kind of hitting that wall um and you know it, it's 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 uh you know you feel it at the end i mean i was kicking myself do i go back and look and i'm like now oh could i have just pushed through even with that cramp and maybe shaved a minute off eh, potentially but I, I still think that with the heat and everything i probably ran as good as i was going to run on that day yeah. You know, ideal conditions, I probably could have got 352, maybe 353. Yeah. Um, but for those conditions on that day, I know that's, you know, I'm, I'm confident, you know, within a margin of error, that was the best I was going to do. And ultimately, so. what's the gain in trying to do that? You know, exactly. You weren't Injuring specifically my, trying to myself, qualify yeah. for anything. But given, given, <laughs> exactly. your, given your dedication this year to training um, and, the, and the, the vast improvement you saw in yourself, do you see yourself pushing yourself further to try to maybe qualify for Boston or? Is that in your plan? I mean, that's a that's a that's a, a lot of what is that 50, 50 minutes? <laughs> I know, I mean, thinking about how well you still um, did, you still have to shave almost an hour off. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's one of those things. I I checked the box and like I, I I'm I'm one of those people that's stubborn to a fault sometimes. So once yeah. I set kind of that goal for myself, I was like, I'm gonna do that. Um, I really think at this point, I just want to do you know try and get lotteries for the different majors mm-hmm. so i'll go back to new york um i tried for london this year and they didn't get into that one um and then i'll probably try for berlin as well so i'll keep kind of cycling those those three um and if i get in one of them then i'll gear up for another marathon um you know aside from that i'll probably just focus, just do half marathons it's, it's the the training and dedication while um, great is it's a lot <laughs> um, you know 40 miles a week is a lot you know I was uh, uh, on my Tuesdays and Thursdays I was you know I had to do eight and a half to, to ten miles every day so I'd run into work 
you know, and you're getting up pretty early to, to do things like that, you know, the long runs on weekend. It was kind of nice this weekend not having to do um, a long run. <laughs> yeah. you, get, you get a lot more done. Um, That's true. So, so I'm going to kind of, I want to maintain this level of, I guess, um, uh, you know, this, this the level kind of running level that I have now. So I'm going to, you know, continue to run three or four days a week, um, but probably just focus on, on half marathons unless I get in one of those, to be honest with you. I, I don't, I don't think it's in the cards, you know, unless I, I magically something happens and my half marathons all start and start crushing it. And then I'm like, oh, maybe I can start qualifying for stuff. Would you ever um, see yourself doing this one again? Um, maybe if some of other people that I knew were doing it and they wanted someone to kind of, you know, go with them. Otherwise, probably not just because of the, the weather questions. Yeah. Um, you know, I checked it off um, and because the weather is so inconsistent. I mean, I thought it was awesome and everything. I, I love DC, but I, you know, I, I don't necessarily think I'd kind of go back to back to the well. And and the other thing that we didn't talk about, I mean, the the finish area. They have kind of this big finishers village, which is great. They have lots of tents. They have a, a beer area set up, although it was Mick Ultra, so I I didn't even go to that. Hmm. Um, they gave, they gave out free bacon, so you got to be happy with that. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> Um, I was gonna say, so are you generally a, a big nice... finish area guy. Like, I don't get usually excited by those things unless I'm with I, the group. I, I like the finish area. I tend to only want to run races where there's like free beer and food and stuff at the end. <laughs> um, so, so those those are, are kind of the, the races I, I tend to prefer. Um, just because it feels, I don't know, you feel some of the you know kind of just camaraderie and, and fun or whatever. I, I the last thing I'd want to do is like finish a race and be like, okay, I guess it's time to go home. Like, I, you know, I, I, I like the kind of feeling of, of being able to, to keep active and, and do a few things there, you know, uh, kind of earned it, I guess. Sure. Great. Well, is there anything else about this, uh, race you want to touch on that we didn't touch on or? Um, no, I mean, is there an expo? Uh, yeah, there was, there was an expo. It was a good size. Uh, um, it was held outside of, of DC. Um, in the National Harbor, I think it's called, a big convention center down there. Okay. Um, it was good. I mean, there was a, it, uh, Brooks was the sponsor of the clothes, so they had uh, a lot of Brooks apparel and shoes. <coughs> um, and a good selection of different booths and stands and things set up. Uh, Run Disney was there, so I got to see the, the medals for, for January. They are pretty nice. So you got uh, to see them in person. Pretty, pretty nice. nice. The, uh, the spinner is really, really something else. Um, so that that was good. I, I uh, they still had on the wall too, though the, the the Disneyland races were still up there on their their backdrop that they had. Whoops. So, yeah, I was like, you guys couldn't have gotten like just a, a black square and just. Put that I know. Yeah. That like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So so that probably was stinging a few people that went past. But the expo, it was it was good. You know, it was um. It wasn't like what you'll probably see in New York. It wasn't like one of the majors, but it was sizable. I mean, for for a race, I'd probably say it was consistent. Maybe maybe a little bigger than a Run Disney uh, Expo as far as number of vendors that were there. Um, uh, but a lot of you know the one thing with a lot of these races, you have a lot of like local races promoting their stuff, which is you know when you're not from there, it's kind of like well, that's unfortunate. Right. Um, so. So that the, the expo was cool, and the, the only other thing I would say that I learned a lot about this, and this is a, a word of advice for you leading up to to next week. I so the the running coach that I had to, um, you know, she gave me some advice on kind of uh, eating the week before, and basically I had from the Monday through Sunday um, went definitely carb heavy, but lots of brown rice. I think I had brown rice and three out of my four, five dinners and a couple of lunches um, and baked potatoes and whole wheat pasta mm-hmm. um, in all the nights kind of leading up to it. Not all of those in one night, spread, right, right. spread over the night. But I gained uh, three and a half pounds the week before the race. Um, and uh, I actually think that helped a ton, like kind of topping off your carbs um, in that way. And that's so, a good point because like for myself, <clears throat> I, this has been like my reset year because I got in, into being, you know, having kids and <clears throat> put on some weight. Wasn't able to train like I used to. Um, so I've focused this year on like getting back to my original weight. So I'm almost there and I've lost like 21, 22 pounds now. So mm-hmm. it's, 
for me, I'm, that's the, you know, with the marathon, you don't really want to be focusing on dieting. Right. You're going to yeah, be doing some yeah. pretty brutal things to your body over the course yep. of those 26 miles. So that's a, that's a great, great uh, piece of advice. Uh, and I've got plenty of brown rice and whole wheat pasta in this house. So I think that's all I'm loading go. up on this yeah. week. So just until you until it's coming out of your eyes basically <laughs> cuz yeah you i mean you burn so much of it all and, that, and that's when you when most people that do bonk and kind of hit that that wall it's because you've run out of carbs and now you're starting to burn you know different glucoses and mm-hmm. other things um so uh so that that would be i think that was one of the better things that happened like i said i only took on around 400 calories for the whole run um and and i think you know i was reading that for that amount of time, say, you're gonna burn five or six thousand calories in the course of a marathon. You know, yeah, and sixteen hundred ca- uh, kilocalories worth of carbs. So that's a lot. That's mm-hmm. that's a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that that was about it. I would rec- So, like I said, I, I don't think I would do it again, but I would recommend it to, to someone that was interested in it. I think it was definitely a fun race and definitely a great, great crowd, great atmosphere. Um, you know, where else can you kind of run through something? Um, you know, that patriotic, that's cool to see. And then that mm-hmm. blue mile kind of just tops everything off. And then you get your medal from a Marine, um, which is also kind of that's surreal really cool. that you get to the finish and they actually salute you before they give it to you. I awkwardly didn't know what the hell to do, so I saluted back. <laughs> I, I, I probably did it terribly. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I think of food again, too. So what, what, was, um, how would, what was your meal the night before? Um, the night before, where did we go? Um, pizza. Okay, that's a, that's actually a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah. So we had uh, we had some pizza. Um, it wasn't the best pizza, mm-hmm. but it was pizza, it was pizza nonetheless. <laughs> and I had been training with that. Like I, I my my long run two weeks prior to that, I basically did exactly what I was going to do um, the night before. So I had a beer and I had like uh, you know four slices of pizza. Yeah. Um, so that was that was pretty good. Uh, you know, the, don't go with like really greasy like cheese like if you can get like fresh cheese or um you know uh, some kind of like wood fire pizza nothing nothing too greasy but that was that, that worked for me and um do you eat typically before a race um yeah i i push myself to to eat um i had like a half a bagel and a cliff bar and then um right before the start of the race i had a uh, stinger mm-hmm. um one of those waffles a single yeah. waffle um, so that, that's kind of what I took on and then just the beans along the way. And the most important question is, where was the celebratory meal after? <laughs> um, so it was this place called The Smith um, in downtown D.C. Um, and because, so because of all the carbs that I've been having leading up to it, um, the last thing I wanted was anything more carb-heavy. Uh, so I actually had a, well, we had some, some uh, like, like Asian glade duck wings as an appetizer. Then I had like this steak salad with like goat cheese and stuff, which was fantastic. <laughs> um, and then a giant uh, s'mores dessert, which was also. I saw a picture yeah. of that thing, and my god, <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was damn good. Um, and of course, you know, had some champagne and uh, another couple beers to to kind of get it loaded in there. Uh, you know, kind of re- replenish some of those carbs that I lost, yeah. but. Uh, that felt good, and that was another thing. Sometimes my stomach feels weird after some of these races. I remember last year, after running it, I just was wiped. Like, I didn't want to eat anything. I just felt crappy. This one, I felt great. So we even, uh, yeah, we went out, walked more, had some more drinks even after that. So it was it was all good. You know, you got that little runner's high there after it. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty pretty excited, glad it's done. Now on to the, the next thing, which will maybe be a triathlon. We'll see. Wow. But before that, we have Dopey. Uh, well, of course. I mean, I, I always say that the, the run Disney runs are always going to be you know, those. Those aren't going anywhere. I will continue to do that. I uh, my the biggest training for that is getting the costumes done. I know isn't that's <laughs> the biggest work, right? Exactly. And, and stay exactly. tuned. Chris has some good ones in the works. Um, <laughs> that's true. Would also like to have you back on and talk about the running coach aspect too, because that's something okay. I'm very interested in. I know the girls are very interested in. Um, sure. Because I mean, you're just overall a great guest to have on anyway. So. The more excuses we can have to bring you on, the better. There you go. And I, I talk enough so you guys don't have to say anything. See, it's beautiful. You <laughs> say my voice tonight. <laughs> Great. Well, any time, Rob. Any time. <laughs> uh, but thank you so much for this. Uh, some great advice, especially for myself, as I'll be conquer- trying to conquer New York uh, this weekend. Uh, crazy that it's already here. I can't believe it. This year has flown by. 
Um, and we're just about within our fast pass window for um, for January. So yes, Wednesday of, I think is mine. Yeah, lots of lots of planning here. So uh, <laughs> it's here, it's coming. Uh, and also for those of you running wine and dine, that's also this weekend too. So uh, good yeah. luck to you guys. Um, uh, we know we have Jenna Lynn on the ground there, so we uh, she's organizing a meetup, I believe, uh, the day this is coming out on Friday. I think there's a meetup scheduled for, I want to say 11:30. Uh, I'll, I'll throw it in the show notes for those uh, who are in the Florida area and want to join up. Um, but good luck to everybody running wine and dine this weekend. Hopefully there's no weather issues and hopefully it's just a beautiful time and uh, everybody gets to enjoy that after party on Sunday night. Yeah, so, definitely. Good uh, luck, so, everyone. And that uh, Avengers, too, right? Is right after that. And that's the week after, and, and Laura and Jackie will be heading to that. And I know they're still working on their costumes, so they're kind of under the gun here. <laughs> but typical fashion, right? They've got to wait till the last minute to, to get everything kind of ironed out. But uh, but they'll pull it together. And uh, again, from what I'm hearing that they're going to be doing, it should be nothing less than stellar. Uh, nice. they're, they're setting the bar pretty high for themselves and for us. Yeah. I, I'm used to just I, I'm not used to the costume thing. <laughs> I'm used to just running in like a shirt. <laughs> gotta so, step it up. <laughs> so we are upping our game for Dopey, especially. So nice. Um, so, but Chris, thank you so much again for joining us this week. Uh, I want to thank you all for listening at home, as always. You can find us at joyfulmiles.com, our blog. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook. And if you haven't already, join our Joyful Miles Running Club on Facebook. Uh, it's a great little community we have going on there where we can all share our training stories and the races that we're running. Some of you are running some phenomenally cool races that we're going to have to talk about at some point. Uh, I've seen a lot just this weekend uh, with some cool medals and some cool themes. So uh, we love hearing all of your stories and, and being able to share in that. Um, and always, again, the support from you, all of you listening on, to the podcast. Uh, if you can take a second and leave us a review on iTunes, that stuff certainly helps. Um, and also on YouTube, uh, be sure to subscribe to our channel because Lara is churning out a bunch of videos. If you haven't been paying attention, Vlogtober uh, <laughs> is just about wrapping up here or will have wrapped up uh, by the time this comes out. Uh, and she did a lot of work this past month to really make that work. So kudos to Lara. Uh, she works tirelessly for what we do here. Um, and she truly appreciates all the support. So, again, thank you all for listening. want to thank you and have a joyful week. And we'll see you next week. All right, Chris, Jackie's not here. You going to do it? <laughs> sure. <laughs> joyful miles. Thank you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>